I believe there is more to a TV show than the series alone. Watch any related works and you can see the echoes of all its creators, stars, and fans. Long after we have finished, down below will be here, ready for new listeners to enjoy. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below at Babylon. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. Uh, well, unfortunately, Beth couldn't be here this week. She's uh, hanging out with her family. But we are pleased to be joined by a returned visitor to Down Below. It's the Krakowian beer fan, Melanie. Hi. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hello. on being on this episode. <laughs> At least you won on last week's. We're sorry. I love this movie. <laughs> you know, actually watching it to this morning, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it, but there were a it's few not, scenes that were still bad. It's, it's weirdly not quite as bad as a call to arms. <laughs> yeah. It's got its whole <laughs> set of problems that are completely separate from a gold arms, but there are some good moments in it. I am still sick, so excuse any coughing. I'll try to mute my mic, but we'll see. Um, so today we are here to discuss the TV pilot, backdoor pilot, Legend of the Rangers. I believe the title of this episode was actually To Live and Die in Starlight. That's it, as if it was going to be an episode. Yeah. That's what the title should yeah. Well, that's what they titled it, but. <laughs> yeah. No point in really having that title anyway. Yeah. It originally aired in January 19, 2002, which was. Oh, you can really tell, can't you? Yeah. It's the beginning of my last semester as a undergraduate. Um. Directed by Mike Vahar, written by JMS. So what did you think about the CG on this? I mean, better than Babylon 5? It still looked really kind of dated. Weirdly, there were bits of it that were kind of okay, and bits of it that were, were actually worse than Babylon 5. Yeah. Like, Membar looks worse. Yeah, and I think this opening battle scene looked worse. Hmm. At least some of it. Oh, and of course, uh, there's a thing later on, which we'll get to, which is just ridiculous for art. (sighs) So I have a note to read the back of the DVD case. (laughs) So um, it says, from the creator of Babylon 5, another dangerous battle against a menacing new enemy. The Rangers, an order of warrior priest have wandered through the darkness between the stars for over a thousand years, protecting a hundred worlds from invasion and destruction. But now an alien threat appears on the event horizon of the Interstellar Alliance, a force more ancient and powerful than anything previously encountered. The only obstacle in the way of this new race, a single broken-down ranger ship under the command of David Martell, whose sole orders were to escort Ambassador Jakar to an interstellar conference. Alone, barely armed, they must defeat an enemy unlike any they have they have seen before. 
especially these is just marketing people that came up with this. Like, yeah, because that, I mean, even as a marketing spiel, that's not very good. <laughs> it's like not completely accurate about a depiction of what we saw. Warrior priests, I've never thought of them as, I don't know. Have we described them as warrior priests before? Maybe. And Jakar wasn't exactly alone. Yeah. No. Uh, shall we actually get into the plot of it then? Yes. So there's a space battle and the captain is injured. I guess his first officer, who is David Martell. Takes- oh, let's jump in straight to the trope, shall we? Go ahead. Yeah, let's just have the opening credits where the plucky first officer saves <coughs> the day after his captain gets injured or killed. And he decides that, you know, they're going to run to fight another day instead of fighting to the end. And the credits, uh, okay. <laughs> there are so oh, many times man. during this movie where I was just cringing so hard. I like pulled the muscle. The I think I was and the music in this are awful. They're so early nineties. And this was 2002. <laughs> They're still That's early 90s. Okay. They're so early 2000. <laughs> yeah. That's really what I mean. It's just... Uh, uh, I mean, even Charmed had better credits than this. <laughs> we live for the one, we die for the one. <laughs> Are they better than Crusade? No, because, I mean, I think Crusade actually has... Although the music is odd... I think the opening credits are quite good. No, they no. kind of that they they tell the opening credits to Crusade. It's telling a story and it's it's trying to evoke a very specific theme. It was trying to do what Babylon Five had done previously. This one, it's generic opening credits for a sci-fi movie. Um. Um. And all these people are kind of. These characters mostly kind of forgettable, except for maybe Turk. <laughs> um, uh, I'd, I'd say I can't remember her name. I, I did like uh, our non engineer. Oh, yeah. Nafiola. Um So we start out on, well, after the credits, we're on Minbar and Chikaris. Oh, it looks really awful because for some reason they're just shooting. The opening shot is a um, nondescript tower somewhere. What happened Not the to the crystalline vistas we've had before? Yeah, I was going to say, what happened to all of that? This is uh, this is supposed to be a little under three years after season five. So what happened to Minbar and all that in that little bit of time? Uh, so yeah, so they're gonna they need they're gonna send Jakar to meet with somebody who may know something about this race that's been attacking. Alliance Worlds. Haven't we? Why is everybody attacking Alliance Worlds? They have to. Somebody has to stop them. They probably could have done like five more series just with that premise, or five more seasons. Um, and they're about to have a meeting to punish Martell for breaking the Ranger Code. Actually, not dying for the one. Mm-hmm. So the Jakar was great. Jakar was great in this. Oh, we. Uh, Jakar's good throughout all of this, but yeah. I mean, I almost, uh, I almost feel sorry for him <laughs> for having to be in this. 
In my memory, uh, he was only in the at the beginning and at the very end scene, but yeah, yeah, a, that's what I kind of remembered. I didn't realize he was all all throughout this. Um, him. but there's, I I don't know what it is, but even the the Grey Council set here, the simple light and black background looks worse. <laughs> I don't see how it can be made worse, but it looks worse. Um, we go to some ranger training. Martel and Dulan are speaking a bunch of bad size, doesn't matter jokes. Yeah, um, weirdly, um, the, the, um, Membari that they're, um, what's it, that they've got a grudge against is Tanir, but it doesn't look like Tanir from yeah, Season 5. Yeah, it's a different actor, but the same character. Um, but Tanir was, was better than, than this. Yeah, why is he such a dick now? <laughs> what happened to him in, yeah. in three years? <laughs> so, yeah, Martel ends up besting Tanir when they spar. Oh, human beat him in Bari. Mm-hmm. So, the Valen ship lands. It's a really big, ugly-looking ship. I mean, they actually <laughs> point it out. Yeah. It, it's meant to be ugly. <laughs> 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 My note here just says that their name is Hips after Jeff. Yeah. Uh, they're really awful with names all throughout this. For example, the encrypted file later on. Secret password, Entel Zar? That's not exactly a hard password to break. Yeah, for a ranger. No, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> It'd be like... I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I can't think of... Um, like, so, like Password. Yeah. Well, it would be um, like... Um, in Star Wars, Luke encrypting a file naming it Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> or Jedi or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, this... Um, t- uh, Martell is talking to Sarah Cantrell about... Oh, she's the she's worst a, character in this. She's so overdrawn. She's, and, uh, she is the worst character in this, <laughs> this show. I'm so, I'm kind of glad that, um, I know I feel, I shouldn't say this, but if, if, if I had to watch like multiple seasons of her, it would have been like torture probably. <laughs> so maybe it's good the show didn't make it. <laughs> she's just, she's just, just miscast, I think. I don't know if she did anything else after this. Well, I think that, I mean, that is a big problem with this story, is a lot of it is completely... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of it is completely miscast. Yeah. So uh, so there's this other ship that is apparently cursed. It disappeared for a week and everybody on it died. Called What is it called? The Leandra? Yeah. So did you know right away that they're going to end up on this show <laughs> as soon as they... Oh, it was so telegraphed. Uh, um, they didn't really explain, like, how they found the ship and how they got the ship back, like, what happened. How? Do, oh, anyway, I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah, they, they, uh, they were but... going to... They were going to explore more about that ship if it had made it to the sea. Uh, oh, I'm sure they would And Delan would have encountered the ghosts again at some point down the line. She's dead people. 
Um, I actually have a I actually have a theory about uh, uh, what happened to the previous crew. Mm. It's uh, kind of based on uh, uh, research about what would have happened. Okay. Oh, you... I, I haven't even done any of that. If you okay. actually go back about um, what would have happened in the series, that would actually be kind of fun. Okay, yeah. hey, let me get those notes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, basically the uh, main body ranger council were uh, supposed to be uh, infiltrated, uh, and that's why they were, they were acting so crazy about uh, wanting to throw uh, David out for uh, not fighting that impossible battle. And my theory is that... Uh, uh, the previous uh, crew uh, died in some sort of contact with the hand, and that's uh, when it happened. Okay. Right. Not very exciting, not very original. <laughs> so, the Grey Council... I guess the Grey Council has say over the Rangers. Yeah, reason. but it, feel, it feels rather weird. Yeah, like, why do they... and? The way uh, Martell and Delon was in the room, and then all of a sudden, it seems like the Grey Council just apparates yeah, into we the room. Yeah, we were listening, but we decided to now to talk to the are <laughs> <laughs> just here listening to what you're saying. <laughs> but they're about to, I guess, kick um, Martell out of the Rangers, but Jakar interrupts them and takes them off somewhere to talk privately about... Not before saying... And you know who he reminds me of? Captain Sheridan. Yeah. Well, President Sheridan. So, audience, you've got to love him. Yeah, it's got to bring in uh, Sheridan somehow, even though he's not you know, in this movie. References to stuff that we would know to tie it to the Babylon 5 universe, you know. Um... So yeah, so Jakar tells later tells Martell he's gonna still be a ranger. He's gonna get the Leandra, and the Leandra's falling apart. And Delon starts hearing voices from the previous crew. Not before actually getting in a half decent line. Not the quote of the episode, but a half decent line, and you know, making me feel like he's not a bad, completely bad character. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what the line was. I just wrote down that they're verbally sparring with each other again. Hmm. Uh, so then Tanir later on congratulates Martell. He wants Martell to escort them to some secret location, them and some dignitaries. Yeah. Tanir has the, um, the Valen. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't remember quite when it is when we see all the dignitaries, but it's really obvious who the bad guy is. It's the one alien race we've not seen before. <laughs> True. So Martel has his crew, which includes a Narn and a Drazi, and to give them a chance as rangers, I guess. And they all go around the table introducing each other. Don't you hate it at social gatherings when you all have to go around the table and introduce each other and say something about yourself? This is pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> mm. But it was an efficient short ceremony to get to know who everyone was. 
Hey, I'm the engineer. I'm the doctor. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a very, very large penis. <laughs> yes, I'm the strong yeah. guy. He's the one I would have liked to have seen more of. Oh, definitely, because we, you never really had a chance to explore what a, you know the Drazi were like on Babylon Five. Why not a Centauri as well? Oh, uh, no, the Centauri are part of the Alliance. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, okay, that's true. Um, hmm. But Did they ever thing, join the, the Alliance? The weird thing that was uh, said by, uh, what's his name, um, David, um, as to why he chose Anan and Adrazi, it's they are the two most recent members of the Alliance. No, they actually joined the Alliance when the Alliance was formed at the same time. Yeah, that was odd. Well, I know the Narn were there, the Alliance, yeah, because, yeah, season five, they were... Yeah, they were an independent people, and um, Jakar was their representative on yeah. in the Alliance. It's... it's JMS, you wrote this. Yeah, and they had trouble getting the Drasi to sign the Declaration of Principles. Maybe they did. Well, maybe... And maybe the um, Narn said, we've got to deal with our own business for a couple of years. We'll, um, we've got to rebuild Homeworld before we can set aside to the declaration. Yeah, there must be something. Maybe that. Yeah. Or maybe sci-fi said, we need... To... <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so they leave... The feel working on the engines was kind of funny, but they end up leaving, yeah. and we see that they're being followed by the bad guys. We never, we never actually get a name for this race. We just know that they're working for the hand, I guess. Yeah. Oh, this JMS, you're better than this. You don't have to create another nebulous ancient race for us to fight. <laughs> Speaking of the hand, I've been watching Iron Fist this weekend. I won't spoil. I've just gotten through about five episodes. Seen some of it, and yeah, I could have watched this without thinking of Iron Fist and the hand. <laughs> so, um, they get close to their secret destination, and they get attacked, and Sarah, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Sarah Cantrell, oh, yeah. yeah. She slips into her little room to do the... The worst designed bit of tech I've ever seen. This if, is... If someone thought, oh, this would be a cool idea, um, I, 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 I really hope it's not JMS, I really hope it's some executive saying, you know, oh, would it be cool if she was in this hollow chamber fighting with her hands and fists? Yeah. No, it's not. It, 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 it looks bad to begin with, and if it, you just think about it on a ship, it, it's awful because she's got to turn her head to see anything from behind her to her side, and uh, firing the weapons will take more time because she's got to actually punch something or kick something. <laughs> kick punch it. it, it, it it's, <laughs> yeah. And also is physically demanding. Like, what happens when she gets tired? Unless Rage is yeah. just get tired. I mean, yeah, she does, like, run. I mean, in, yeah, she... in the, one of the worst bits of the episode, 
where she's got to clear yeah. the minefield. Yeah, I really hope they would have just pretended it never happened if it had gone to series. Yeah. We, the weird thing as well is this ship was supposed to have been designed and built 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah so maybe in the meantime, the Minbari or whoever have well, decided, yeah, that, decided that was a bad idea and they fixed it. And for some reason, this whole fight scene... For some reason, I thought that um, we also saw this going on during the series, like on a Minbari cruiser, but I don't know, I guess the stuff just blended in my memory. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this for any newbie, this scene is pretty infamous. This and the later scenes, just infamous for how bad it is amongst Bib- Babylon 5 fandom. And plus... Well- it the, really shows how bad she is as an actress as well. Because yeah, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> like it's a bad idea, but the actress just does a terrible job of it as well. I'm sure she's a lovely person. Well, well especially really later, later on when she's screaming, and she she's not just screaming, but the curtain front play around her, so she goes. <laughs> Well, if the script says to scream and punch weapons away, I don't really know how you can do a good job with that. Hmm. She's a Canadian actress who... Yeah. She... Oh, I guess she does a voice in the Canadian version of Dragon Ball Z. And she was an episode of Supernatural. Okay. But yeah, so... The Valen ends up taking damage, and um, I think they in they wound, uh, damage one of the bad guy ships. Maybe. And uh, um, what they, is it with JMS and destroying ships that have just been built? They did the same thing in Crusade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Leandra is damaged. The Valen. Uh, t- Tenir decides he's going to ram the ship just to give them, um, after they eject the diplomats in escape pods, just give them time to get away. They're going to ram the ship. So sacrifice themselves to let the diplomats and the Leandra get away. And they're in pretty bad shape, of course. So it's kind of like the beginning of the movie where Martell is in command of a ship that's in pretty bad shape. Don't have a lot of options. So the diplomats are on board the Leandra now, and I think this is where we first see the uh, Kafta. Mm, we saw him when they went on board the Valen. Yeah, we okay. do. Yeah. Oh, this is, he's talking. Uh, we and... don't. We we randomly get the name of Kafta later, just randomly out of nowhere. Yeah. We have no idea he had a name before that. The guy that plays Kafta is actually on Legion now, the FX show. He's the um. Guy that wears green a lot, who's kind of after David Holler. If you watch that, worked for Division Three. Yeah, he's the. Uh, so he's gone from going after David Martell to David Holler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. When I first saw this, uh, I didn't know when it was set, um, and for the longest while, I I thought it was set um, after Sheridan had died and. Um, was actually David Martell was actually David Sheridan under you know, but with this under a pseudonym. Oh, oh. That would have been cool. <laughs> it would have been better. Yeah. But he wouldn't have gotten your car. No, he wouldn't have, no. 
So Dulan has some injury. Uh, he got hurt in that fight earlier. He just says, all he says, really, that something's not right. And oh, another thing that's not right when he's in <laughs> um, their sick bay. He's not at a um, angle. He's laying down flat. Hmm. Remember, I didn't notice that. Yeah, man, Barry, don't do that. Maybe they're accommodating dead. the different aliens on the... I don't know. But he's a Membari, being treated by a Membari. On a Membari-built ship. Yeah. It's... It, it really is. It's, it's, it's not a big problem. It's just, JMS, you built this world. It's... I don't know how much is JMS's fault or... You know, whether, you know, someone built a bit of the set and they couldn't change it. But Mike Behar directed this. Or maybe sci-fi set. Yeah, nobody's going to understand what that means. <laughs> um, or like our new people aren't going to understand what that means or they're not going to care or I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. But it's a little detail, you know, uh, that just... Just sticks out because there's so much else wrong. Yeah. So the bad guys come back and they're scanning, looking for their uh, friend. And Dulan on the Leandre seeing visions, dead people. Um, maybe this is where du- uh, Kafka was complaining because, yeah, they want Jakar to speak to the captain on their behalf and... Uh, let's see some more talking. Jakar kind of feels Martel in on this mission, I guess, on that planet. Yeah, earlier the bad guys fired on the colony, I guess. I guess earlier somebody found a city beneath the surface, eight billion years old. So some race overthrew these bad guys somehow. And I guess the archaeologists found a door to another world, another place. This, again, right, it's a city buried a lot like all the, a lot like Zaha Doom and the Shadow Ships. Plus, this is six billion years ago, right when the Shadows and the Vorlons were starting to have their big conflict. So whilst that is going on, there's also a big conflict between this ancient dark evil being overthrown by Warriors of Light. Hmm. Okay, maybe JMS would have tied the whole, both mythologies together, but it's just, the story is just repeating itself. It's just happened before, it will happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess Lorien just forgot about all that because they've been going for so long, just didn't think to mention that before. Yeah, maybe the people who overthrew the hand before were Lorien's race. Nah, maybe so. The beams of light. <laughs> um, so then um, Jakar happens to run into Malcolm. I can't remember his last name pretending to be him in a hollow suit. Should've, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, remember back in the gathering? Yeah. Where a change link net was being used, which is essentially this. Uh, so in essentially... Um, Nine or ten years technology has improved greatly. It seems. And that's the one thing they have been working on, hollow suits. You know, it took them a while yeah. to get their internet upgraded. So, <laughs> they're spending all their time <laughs> trying to build better hollow suits. 
Malcolm Bridges, somehow this guy, I mean, just had the most 2000-ish look about him. I don't know. It's just, I know what <laughs> you mean. I don't know yeah, how to describe yeah. it, but yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was plucked. He's, yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely made, what, 15 years ago. Um, so yeah, Jakar's not happy about that. Um, and so they decided to hide in a comet with Sarah Cantrell manning the weapons again, which seems dangerous. It seems like there has to be a safer way, a better way. Yeah, as well as you've got the guy um, who's piloting the ship um, from that round console, which, again, you know, nice bit of design if you're going to have all your main crew or some of your main crew around that one console. It's a nice bit of design, but again, it just feels a bit weird. Yeah, that was, that was kind of interesting having them all kind of sitting around together, but mm, she just wants something different. Yeah, and I was also going to say, that um, that actor decided to play him very chipper all the time. It's Even when things were going bad, he seemed to have a smile placid on his face. Yeah. Everything's going well. <laughs> Interesting acting choice. Yeah. Just looking at his IMDb. Um, anyway. Again, he also had a very early 2000s look to him. <laughs> Someone's hair. Was it? I'm thinking about something else I was watching. But yeah, someone, <laughs> someone had some very, like, yeah, early... 2000s hair going on. Um, so yeah, Dulan's creeping around, you know, following dead people and asking them what they want. And he asks one person, like, what do you want before he passes out? And the covert ops guy, Malcolm, he's just wondering, like, why are they following us? Maybe we have something they want. And they find Dulan, and he says something about a code word being Intilza. And they find the coded file, like a coded file. They decide to look for a coded file, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why um, David is... Um, <coughs> doesn't ble- <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> maybe that's why he doesn't believe him, because password Intilza, password yeah, that's so ridiculous. It's probably not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trying to talk to me. Oh, sorry. Um, so on this coded file, the previous captain says someone sold them out. Um, and he says they can't rest until they are avenged. So they realize there must be a traitor on board somehow. Cause there was one on before. I don't know. I don't, I was only halfway paying attention <laughs> to this part. So they check the comm records. And Turk finds Kafka uh, in somewhere he shouldn't be, and Kafka shoots Turk. And they find something in the cargo records, and there's something coming from Cargo Bay 4. And David Martell sees Kafka heading to the escape pod and chase him. And the others find Turk, Martell, and Kafka fight, but they subdue him. And now the bad guys are coming, I guess, due to that transmission earlier. Mm hmm. Nafil has gotten the engines back up to 80%. The engineer always has to be a genius, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Firefly couldn't escape yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking that, Kaylee. This is, um, so, yeah, they sh- um, the bad guys end up shooting some mines in front of them. And this is where Sarah and Contrell <sighs> clears out the mines. Yeah, yeah. Some rapid it, fire. You know, I was watching at this time thinking, ah, oh, this is so gippable. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. This was just so... Mm. I was cringing so hard, almost. I hurt myself. I was cringing so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but the other Leandra takes some hits. So they end come up with a little trick. They um They knew that the bad guys would be looking for a pod, an escape pod, so they send one, but it's loaded with a remote... Uh, bomb, remote controlled bomb on it. So they blow it up once the bad guys take it in. And David talks to Kafta. Uh, so this is where Kafta is like, Oh, you know, you don't know who these people are. They, the, these people are called the hand are coming and the shadows are nothing compared to these guys. These guys make the shadows look like insects. <laughs> Fia said spiders. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, he kind of had to say that uh, the other options would uh, would have been uh, there a bunch of weaklings, but they conquered us. Yeah. Um. So these people coming after you—they're just you know working for the hand. They're just. Oh, oh! Well, when we see the costume design later, it's oh hello, look, look who's borrowed um a costume design from Andromeda. <laughs> So, so basically, the hand are about to return, which I guess they didn't, or they did, and it didn't wasn't that big of a deal because <laughs> there is, you know, there's no mention of them in the stuff we've seen after, like, um, oh yeah, Delenn talked about the telepath war and the Drock war, but not the hand yeah. war. <laughs> no, definitely. So they make it's, it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So essentially, yeah, I can just imagine basically David reports in later, they send a better captain with a better ship to where the dig site is. Realize, oh, their influence is actually coming through this open door here. Let's actually seal this off. Then they can't actually influence the galaxy anymore. Crisis over. <laughs> yeah. It does. End of series. Um... So if this is three years after the end of season five, then if this lasted for a while, this would have intersected with the events of Crusade, right? Yeah. I wonder if they would have tied that into the story somehow. Well, if it went more than... If it went yeah. three years or more, they would have to I at least make it. I whatever. Yeah. It could have been cool. Like they could have, you know, because they said, and you know, a call to arms. We're going to have the Rangers looking for a cure. It would have been cool if these guys would have been on that. Maybe after well, they defeated yeah, the well, hand. Well, basically, they stopped the hand mid-season two, and then in season three, it's they stopped the search, the search for the cure. Because, um, well, we have. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. You know. Well, never mind. We'll talk about that later. I think you may know what I'm about to say, maybe, about the plan for Crusade. Um, I think we can talk about that when we talk about Crusade, because yeah. Beth will be here then, hopefully. 
Cause that would have, yeah. Okay. So they get to the jump gate and find there's a spider waiting in the web. Another. Again, <laughs> that analogy has been made before. So. And there was actually a spider in the web. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they really are trying to Wink. make David into the new John Sheridan because he's He's again about to pull another trick, like uh, Sheridan was able to trick the shadows twice. Um, so the trick this time, you know, we're not going to fall for that last trick again. So, it was, so you, you mentioned how bad the bat, the aliens look. His voice sounded like really familiar. I couldn't place it. Though. I thought, well, actually, I thought he sounded like the voice actor who played Apocalypse in the 90s X-Men cartoon, but I looked them up and there were different people. You see, I thought you were about to say, um, voiced one of the, uh, go old. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they, they've got their distorted voices going on. But I did like his voice. I didn't like the way they looked. Um... So they're demanding the prisoner, and what they what they do is they use that hollow suit that was um, conveniently brought up earlier to trick them into thinking that Kafta was, you know, free and safe on the escape pod. But it turns out yeah. Kafka was um, tied up. And this, to well, this race is really stupid as well because you're on a really advanced ship and you can't tell where the, where the transmission's coming from. And also, they totally kill that guy <laughs> just to get out. <laughs> the Rangers are pretty ruthless. I didn't know they would <laughs> do this. They totally murdered Kafka to get free. So yeah, mm. they're, they're they're not they're not too bright. I guess they they have these. Toys, but they don't know how to use them properly. Maybe they're yeah. getting these toys by mm-hmm. the hand. Um, so yeah, and then, uh, this is after that, Martel has to explain to the audience what happened. <laughs> this scene made me cringe as well, the way they're just having to explain everything that just and happened. And everything leaves, ha- every, everything ends up happily ever after. So they had to Minbar, Jakar, so for some reason, Jakar is there in the council chambers, but Martel is getting commended for his actions. And, and then, I like Jakar in this scene, too. And they're patching up the Lee Andra, and they... Did they say the hand? They think the hand will be quiet for a while now? <laughs> or was it something else? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah maybe another thousand years. Just because we blew up three ships. <laughs> um... So then on the Leandro, Jakar is talking about how he traveled with his friend who's now gone. And we all know that's, we all know who that is. Lita. Yeah. And. Yeah, because this is actually meant to be happening around the same time the uh, telepath war is happening. Yeah. So actually, the telepath war is more important than this whole hand business because it's happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I wrote down. Jakar does some fan service because <laughs> he, the, the, he's getting dropped off uh, at Babylon 5 and he's like, oh, nobody there is exactly as he appears and it's a place of hope and blah, blah, blah. If you ever go there. Yeah. Which I kind of, you know, you kind of, I think maybe you guess at some point like where 
they are. They go to the Epsilon jump gate. Well, as soon as I say that, I knew where they were yeah. heading. And that's the end. <laughs> yeah. It ends by reminding you of the original show and how much better it was. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what Jakar was doing on Babylon 5. That's... Well, there's a few people there he he can visit, because I'm sure Talon's still there. And, um... Veer could still be there. Yeah, Clarence is still there, probably. Lockley definitely still there. Oh, Zach could be still there as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was just a social visit. Visit friends, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, do we have any quotes? Um, Melanie, if you've got any, go ahead. I do have one. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's uh, David. Then he wrecked honorably. He, he gave his life to buy us it away. He did as well as anyone could have done under the circumstances. And then Jakara interrupting and finding another closed door to consider open. As did you. Those are important words, uh, David, under the circumstances. We do the best we can with what we are given. We are imperfect uh, reflections of the universe around us. Uh, we cannot change the past. We can only learn from it uh, try and try to create a future in which, in which uh, such errors do not recur. Sadly, we are still working on that last part. <laughs> I've got a Jakar line too. Probably the best line in the whole story, and yeah, uh, it's a shame the rest of it could have been looked like this. Because love to stay, can't have to go. Kiss, kiss, love, love, bye. Oh, that's, that's another good one. It really is. It, 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 actually, that line for you know, for a while I had it in my head that that was actually a line he said in Babylon Five, and it's not. Sorry, I'm just looking at some um, Hillary Clinton memes. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have any quotes. I don't know if anybody else has any more. No, not really. Uh, who would be our human of the week? Oh, difficult to say. <laughs> I think tomorrow I would probably have trouble remembering anyone's name on the show. <laughs> well, uh, the only one I can remember is David Martell. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Martell. Not definitely not Sarah Cantrell. Um, maybe Malcolm. Uh, no, we didn't see that much uh, of him. You see, it's it's the only human you can even who even does anything memorable. Well, memorable in a good way. So because Sarah Cantrell really does things memorably, but you just don't want to remember them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This Alien of the Week is kind of a bit unfair because Jakar just steals the show. Yeah, I have Jakar. Yeah, I would put Jakar. Maybe Turk would be a second. And then, um, uh, what's name? Nafi. The the other non. Nafil. Nafil. Yeah. Yeah, Nafil. But Jakar just steals the show, so neither of those two are getting a look in. <laughs> It's by default, Jakar, because he's in. Uh, so how about your ratings? You want to start us out, Melanie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one here who I like this movie. 
I will watch this movie just for the scenes that have Jakar in them. So I rated 7.5 and bonus for everything with Jakar, 2 points, and final rating 9.5 interruptions by Jakar. <laughs> How about you, Ian? Yeah, um, he's bad, but I enjoyed it more than A Call to Arms, probably because of Jakar. And it's just got some really bad moments. But because of Jakar, it's a little higher than last week. I'd say it does actually, it gets five out of ten stupid passwords. (laughs) Five out of ten stupid passwords. Yeah, I agree. It's better than a call to arms, but it's still pretty awful. But it's better. I don't know if it's that much better, but I would say it is better. Um, so I'll give it five and a half out of ten Minbaris who see dead people. <laughs> so that's a 6.7. So now let's take a 20-year-old ship that's falling apart to feed back land. I didn't do a document, but they're... I can read both. They're not too bad. Um, oh, so we've got two bits of feedback. Got what? Oh, one about this. The one is about a call to arms. Ah. So we have some belated feedback on a call to arms from Lori and Carl. Uh, Lori and Carl say, I cannot work this computer. Um, Lori and Carl say, we got behind, so are sending in feedback for last week for a call to arms. I forgot Sheridan and Garibaldi were the main characters in this. Overall, there's quite a bit of weird music. It seems very wrong. Carl says, WTF, it is rather loud and distracting throughout the movie. Yes, I agree, Carl. (laughs) Carl also thinks there are lots of weird directing cuts and that the set design and lighting seem very Star Trek. Carl is wondering why they need more ships. Is it because they lost so many ships? Carl says, WTF at seeing Galen and the Crystal Ball. He remembered there were mages. Guesses were chaos, sigh, mages. Did the newbies remember? Sheridan's hair. What happened to it? The human leader of the thieves was really terrible. Yeah, he was. Uh, are the Drak the ones who keep the keepers? Sailing the ship yeah. is... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sailing the ship is very Sheridan, but a lot of the stories seemed very Star Trek. We get to learn more about Drazi reproductive systems. Did you all understand what happened at the end of the battle before they explained? Did you all get the lead in for the five-year arc? As I'm sure you will all discuss, this was to be the setup for a five-year arc for Crusade. Quote, Garibaldi's dig at 20th century television. Lori's rating, 7 out of 10 electron incantations. Though a lot of it seems a bit overdone watching now. I like the setup and was curious to find out more about the Technomages and where the story was going to lead. Human, Sheridan, one last time, alien, missing Drazi. Carl's ratings, three dramatic portents. Human, sunglasses dude. Thanks guys, Lori and Carl. Sorry, I was trying to remember who the sunglasses dude was. <laughs> Head of the Thieves Guild. Okay, that guy. And I still can't get over the fact that we had a Thieves Guild on a Babylon 5 movie. 
Our next is feedback from Board ninety nine on uh, uh, Legend of the Rangers. Well, it's a pilot that didn't get picked up. That pretty much says it all. Legend of the Rangers isn't bad, but it's entirely devoted to setting up characters and plot threads for a series that never got made. Item one: characters are pretty good. David Martell is your typical, he's very good looking, but he's a maverick white male lead. But the others seem interesting, especially Dulan, who in his brief appearance comes across as a little different from all the other Minbar that we saw in five years of Babylon 5. Item 2, series plot. That's where Legend of the Rangers falls down, does fall down. We've done the mysterious ancient threat before in this universe. Nothing about the hand makes it seem like a particularly interesting variant of the trope. And while not enough actually happens in Legend of the Rangers for it to be certain that the appearance of the hand is inconsistent with what has been established about the future history of JMS's universe up to this point, they feel like they don't fit. They violate the implied contract with the viewer that when Sheridan and company persuade the Vorlons and Shadows to leave and into the fire, damp squib of an episode though it was, that was the central event of this universe and the moment when that sort of story was permanently done for. And it's violating that sort of implied contract that is the type of continuity violation that's a real flaw, whether or not there is a real inconsistency here. But fair enough. Um, Legend of the Rangers. Oh, up until now, he's been abbreviating L-O-T-R. Note the cheekiness of the acronym came out in 2002, weeks after Fellowship of the Ring hit big and seemed to speak especially to America's post 9-11 moment. This sort of stuff was in the air, however jarring it can seem 15 years later to try to fit it into the larger Babylon 5 story. Do I regret that there wasn't more of it as much? To, there wasn't more of it as much as do with Crusade? Not a chance. Do I think I do I think it would have been worth giving it a chance? Absolutely. Thank you, Vord. Thanks. Yeah. Shame we can only get those two bits of feedback for this, but I don't really blame people for not wanting to watch it. Yeah. I think uh Laurie said they didn't have it, which isn't surprising. <laughs> it's not part of the movie set and I don't blame people for not wanting to spend extra money <laughs> buying mm. it. The only reason I've got it in my set is because I've actually got the box set. The we, we, I don't know whether it was re- released in the US, but it's got all the all the TV series, all the movies apart from it should have in the Gathering in it, but my version doesn't because I got it second hand. But I think it should have had in the Gathering in it. So it's it have Crusade? It's got Crusade, yeah. Uh huh. Mine doesn't have crusade, but everything else. Ah. Um. Yeah, so that's it. Um. Next week we'll be discussing the Lost Tales, which I think one. Well, I won't say. Well, yeah, they're two different stories. I think they they each focus on a different character in the yep, B five universe, um, but I won't say it's which one. Over here and over there. <laughs> Is that what they're called? I don't remember that. I just yep. remember having a hard time trying to watch that. I remember before it came out, and I was still listening to the Babylon podcast. Um, 
and they were discussing that, you know, originally the plan was to have three stories and the other one was supposed to focus on Garibaldi. Yeah. But they had to cut it out because of budgetary reasons. Yeah, wasn't this originally supposed to be an anthology series? Oh, yes, yeah. they were going to do that. I had a hard time watching not because I didn't like it, but because it was on Netflix streaming and it always froze in the same spot every time I tried <laughs> to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to rent it on DVD. Eventually, I broke down and rented the DVD. But yeah, that's next week. The Lost Tales. Um, oh yeah. Um, so we're nearly done. Yeah, just two more episodes after this one. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we are still going to talk about Crusade, aren't we? Yeah. Thanks. Squeezing it in in the last episode. Yeah, that, that's fine for me. As long as we at least have a bit of a talk about it. Yeah. Otherwise, I think my schedule is <laughs> we have to wait till like May or something. Yeah, we kind of we get so close to the end, we might as well wrap this whole thing up. <laughs> put it in a box yeah. and put a bow on it. And Send it, it through a jump gate. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun podcast to be on. Yeah, it's, it's been a fun podcast to do. Yeah, it's been a great ride. I now it. need to figure out what I want to do next. I am retired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, if I do... Uh, hello? Uh, Everyone's still there? Uh, yeah, I'm Sorry. still here. My, I don't believe that my, happened. My Skype crashed. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to end the show then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Melanie. Thanks for joining Thanks us for all these me. times. I know it's the last time. It's been great having you on all these times. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been really great being here. It's been good having you on over the years. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with a call to arms. But until then, goodbye. Be seeing you, M. Strokal. Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 